and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and as you look at what's going on in the world, you can't help but realize that we are living in the last days. We need to put our trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. How do we do that? By getting to know him, by studying his word. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Zechariah chapters four through six. Epic judgment on the world and a prophecy of King Jesus. God gives the prophet Zechariah eight visions in one night. We read about the first four yesterday. They are prophetic visions that mirror John's visions in the book of Revelation. Well, let's dig in. Zechariah 4, a lampstand and two olive trees. Then the angel who had been talking with me returned and woke me as though I had been asleep. What do you see now? He asked. I answered, I see a gold lampstand and a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl are seven lamps. Each have seven sprouts with wicks. And I see two olive trees, one on each side of the bowl. Then I asked the angel, what are these, my Lord? What do they mean? Don't you know, the angel asked. No, my Lord, I replied. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in a place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. Then another message came from, to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. Then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on each side of the lampstand? And what are the two olive trees branch, branches that pour out golden oil through two gold tubes? Don't you know, he said. No, my Lord, I replied. Then he said to me, they represent two anointed ones who stand in the court of the Lord of all the earth. We will get to that in a, in a little bit explaining that. Zechariah 5, a flying scroll and a woman in a basket. I looked up again and saw a scroll flying through the air. What do you see? The angel asked. I see a flying scroll, I replied. It appears to be about 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. Then he said to me, this scroll contains the curse that is going out over the entire land. One side of the scroll says that those who steal will be banished from the land. The other side says those who swear falsely will be banished from the land. And this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I am sending this curse into the house of every thief and into the house of everyone who swears falsely using my name. 
and by curse will remain in that house and completely destroy it, even its timbers and stones. Then the angel who was talking with me came forward and said, look up and see what's coming. And what is it, I asked, he replied. It is a basket for measuring grain and it's filled with the sins of everyone throughout the land. Then the heavy lead cover was lifted off the basket and there was a woman sitting inside of it. The angel said, the woman's name is wickedness. And he pushed her back into the basket and closed the heavy lid again. Then I looked up and saw two women flying toward us, gliding on the wind. They had wings like a stork and they picked up the basket and flew into the sky. Where are they taking the basket? I asked the angel. He replied to the land of Babylonia where they will build a temple for the basket. And when the temple is ready, they will set the basket there on its pedestal. Zechariah 6, four chariots and a crowning. Then I looked up again and saw four chariots coming from between two bronze mountains. The first chariot was pulled by red horses, the second by black horses, the third by white horses, and the fourth by powerful dappled gray horses. And what are these, my Lord? I asked the angel who was talking with me. The angel replied, these are the four spirits of heaven who stand before the Lord of the earth. They are going out to do his work. The chariot with uh, black horses is going north. The chariot with white horses is going west. The chariot with dappled gray horses is going south. The powerful horses were eager to set out to patrol the earth, said the Lord. Go and patrol the earth. So they left at once on their patrol. And then the Lord summoned me and said, look, those who went north have vented the anger of my spirit there in the land of the north. The crowning of Joshua. Verse nine. Then I received another message from the Lord. Heldai, Tobijah, Jedidiah will bring gifts of silver and gold from the Jews exiled in Babylon. As soon as they arrive, meet them at the home of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Accept their gifts and make a crown from the silver and gold. Then put the crown on the head of Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Tell him this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. He is, here is the man called the Branch. He will branch out from where he is and build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he will build the temple of the Lord. Then he will receive royal honor and will rule as king from his throne. He will also serve as priest from his throne. And there will be perfect harmony between his two roles. The crown will be a memorial in the temple of the Lord um, to honor those who gave it. Heldai, Tobiah, Jedidiah, and Josiah, son of Zephaniah. People will come from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And when this happens, you will know that my messages have been from the Lord of heaven's armies. All this will happen if you carefully obey what the Lord your God says. And that's the end of Zechariah 6. Future prophetic visions. So Jeremiah's prophetic visions match up to the vision John records in the book of Revelation. And I've done a study on the book of Revelation. So you need to click on over my blog and check that out. Now, seven lampstands and two olive trees. Now, the seven churches of Revelation and, and uh, Revelation chapters one through three, and then the two witnesses, which are a little further down in there. And again, click on over to my blog so you can you can read these in the book of Revelation. Okay. Um, 
so so yeah i mean it's imp it's important you really understand here how the old testament ties in with the new testament and the book of revelation which is the bible prophecy because all oh, this is bible prophecy okay the scroll is judgment on thieves and liars and babylon will fall the color of the horses drawing the four chariots match the four horsemen of the apocalypse okay revelation 6. The Holy Spirit's anointing. Now, olive oil always represents the Holy Spirit. And I love the line, it's not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. That means that everything is done by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. Nothing at all is accomplished by our own strength or force. When we try to do it ourselves, we suffer for it. We need to give it all to God, commit each task, project, day, week, everything to him. Like the proverb says, Proverbs 16, 3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Jesus is the plumb line by which we measure spiritual success. He uses people anointed by the Holy Spirit to be used by God for his purposes. You must first have access to God, that is have a relationship with him. Be willing to serve God as he calls you, and he will give you spiritual gifts and enable you with talents and skills for his work and his glory. Like he gave me talent and skill to be a writer, speaker, and teacher. It's all him. That's why I end each blog post and podcast with Solideo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. The woman in the basket. Now she represents wickedness in the basket, the ephah, um represents business unfortunately it was the bad side of commerce and trade greed deception covetousness she is taken back to babylon and in revelation we are told that babylon and everything that represents babylon will be destroyed if you don't believe me you gotta look at the book of revelation the jews returning from exile were corrupted by pagan business practices God was not only concerned with getting the Jews out of Babylon, he wanted to get Babylon out of the Jews. And we have the same problem in today's church. The world is ingrained deeply in the church. If you don't believe me, I did a deep dive into church history and where the church went wrong. So you can click on over my blog and check that out. Very soon, Jesus will come back for his born again believers, the true church in the rapture and will take the church out of the world the question is will you be left behind you can click on over to my blog and click on that and find out messianic vision here the branch is mentioned again and that refers to jesus as the messiah pastor sandy adams explains and i quote this is messianic notice the phrase behold the man or in latin eke homo those are the exact words Pilate used to introduce his prisoner, Jesus of Nazareth, to the bloodthirsty mob in Jerusalem. Behold the man. Pilate used this phrase to introduce the Messiah, the suffering servant. It's ironic here, Zechariah uses the same words to introduce Messiah, the conquering king. And notice the man who's being introduced is called the branch. Again, this is the Old Testament idiom for Messiah. He is the shoot of or offspring of David's royal family. He's the man whose name is the branch. The emphasis being on his humanity. Messiah is a man. Notice too, from his place, he shall branch out 
That's in, uh, in Isaiah 53, 2 said of the Messiah, he shall grow up a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He's a branch that grows out of dry ground. He grows strong and tall in a barren place in the midst of a wilderness. And this was true of Jesus. He was planted in a wicked, spiritually barren world, but he drew his nourishment from heaven and lived a sinless life. Jesus is a testimony that a person can bloom where they are planted. Sink your roots deep into God and not your surroundings, and you too will flower and sprout. Notice the final words of this prophecy, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. At that time, this was Zerubbabel's task, and he was successful. He built a second temple that King Herod would later enlarge. But a third temple is coming. Scripture teaches that in the last days, at the midpoint of the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist will defile the temple. Apparently, it'll be rebuilt before the time of the end. Currently, there's much talk of, uh, and planning in Jerusalem of, building, um, of rebuilding a Jewish temple. Given the politics, we don't know how it will happen, but it will. Yet none of these temples will be built by Messiah. And that's the promise in verse 12. Messiah will build the temple. I believe this happens after Jesus returns and judges the nations in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. He'll build a temple when he, his kingdom comes. This is what Ezekiel 40 to 48 is all about. Jesus will construct the temple that stands for a thousand years. This is the place we'll worship him in his kingdom. Remember, Jesus has good experience in building temples. He spent the last 2,000 years building a spiritual temple called the church. And after putting up with us, building a literal temple will be a breeze. And that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. Jesus, Messiah, King, and our high priest. Back in 2 Kings 15, King Uzziah ruled over Judah. He also wanted to be priest, and God struck him with leprosy. Pastor Sandy Adams comments, Obviously, the Lord was extremely serious about maintaining a separation between kings and priests. But this is what makes Messiah's ministry so unique. He is a king and a priest. Only the Messiah will have the right to sit on the throne and burn incense before God. The New Testament calls Jesus both King of Kings and our great high priest. In him, the two offices will converge. Some scholars believe the crown made by Zechariah was in the temple until Jesus' day. It was lost in 70 AD at the destruction of the temple. There are also people who consider Joshua's uh, crown or Joshua's crown synonymous with the scepter mentioned by Jacob in Genesis 4.10, where he predicted the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. Shiloh is another name for Messiah. It could be this crown, like a scepter, a sign of his royalty was in the temple until Jesus presented himself to Israel and was rejected. Perhaps Jesus will wear this crown made by Zechariah when he returns and reigns from Jerusalem. When Jesus returns, Gentile believers from all over the world will come to Jerusalem and build the temple. We read in Ezra that in Zerubbabel's day, the Jews' Gentile neighbors will were trying to sabotage the building of the temple. When Jesus comes, They'll pitch in and help. 
And that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. Where will you be when Jesus comes back? Well, if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen in any moment, what you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of today's blog, I put, I embedded a video by Amir Sarfati. How close are we to the rapture? Good question. Any minute now. Solideo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please. Let me know if it helped you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.